Hello, everyone. Welcome to one of the Wrestling Fans Insight. I'm your host, John Hoppy. Alongside here, William. How's it going? It's going fairly well. I was excited about yesterday being a beautiful day, and then dip. <laughs> really? Yeah, today's gloomy. <laughs> so, have to tell a little story here, of course. Sarah and I decided to go up to Evanston last night. Whoops. <laughs> Sarah Sarah was looking at the weather and all that, but what she re- wasn't checking out was if there was road closures. Yeah, no. I-80 East was closed from Evanston all the way to Rollins. And I've never experienced I-80 shutdown yet. <laughs> It, when it was shut down in Evanston last night, we got in there and there was, I kid you not, there was semi-trucks parked all over the damn city. They were either like on the left shoulder, the right shoulder. Hell, they were even parked like in the medians <laughs> throughout the damn town. And I'm like, oh shit, I feel bad for all these guys. If you considering how thin the roads are there. Yeah, I mean, well, not just how iffy, but how terrible the roads are due to, you know, the damage from the weather and all that. Yeah, from what I saw, they're actually shutting down a bunch of the uh, ski resorts here for the rest of the week. Yeah, it's getting pretty terrible, but uh, I want to give a shout out to all the truck drivers that drive I-80 throughout the Wyoming stretch. I know that's a really tough route this time of year, and I pray that y'all stay safe. And hope hope you all are able to do your jobs and make the money and provide for your you and your family. So, uh, anyways, sorry not to be rude, but uh, we also got our other co-host. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Things have been a lot better than they were the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been raining here for about three days. Um, kind of stopped now, but it's still cloudy but at least it's not raining anymore i've actually been feeling okay besides being a little tired you know that's the normal for me but things are starting to calm down so that's good 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 i i do have to say we are jealous though that you're getting rain because it's snow non-stop this season so <laughs> but that's good. And, you know, if it stopped raining there, we'll be happy to just take the rain if it gets rid of this damn snow. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was storming this morning. It was thundering. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to get snow this morning, but it didn't happen. Luckily, it's just been rain. So thank the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only supposed to rain this week. So we're going to be fair. Well, uh. I'll be sure to send you some photos next weekend. <laughs> uh, you suck. You suck. <laughs> if <laughs> William's going to be in California next week, so we'll be down another co-host. Uh, and if you're not, we are missing a co-host. And fortunately for poor Carlos, he uh, is suffering from COVID. He contracted it, I guess, in the last few days here. And Carlos, we're wishing you a speedy recovery, brother. This week, we were going to try to get his experience from being at the AEW events this, these last couple of weeks, but we'll uh, we'll probably take some time on episode 52 to 
get most of his experience from that. Uh, again, Carlos, get well, get feeling better, and uh, we'll see you hopefully by next Sunday here. So um, without any further ado, why don't we get kind of to it? How do you feel about this week's programming overall? As far as just AEW? Yeah, well, no, all of them all overall. Uh, I actually thought it was a pretty solid week. Yeah, I I have to agree with that. Um, the pay-per-view events, the, the regular shows don't seem to do quite as well because, you know, everybody's lost the steam. But I have to say, AEW did a pretty good job keeping their weekly programming pretty week yeah and wwe has gone as far as stepping it up as far as starting to promote the uh, wrestlemania thing and really get into the season yeah i felt uh smackdown was much better than these last two weeks they've been airing um the telling for wrestlemania is starting to kind of kick in gear except for one that i felt they should be focusing a little more on and we'll uh kind of touch base when we get to that point but Heather, what weeks this last week's programming? I thought it was pretty good. I really enjoyed Raw. Um, that, that, I thought it was a really good show. Um, you know, especially with John Cena and everything. And um, I just, yeah, I really enjoyed the whole week. AEW did really good. I, that pay per view, like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a pretty good week. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was definitely a banger this week. I'll, I will give it that for sure. So, um, why don't we just go ahead and cut to the chase? We'll go ahead and start with the revolution results. Uh, in the zero hour, there was one match we thought was going to take place, and it didn't happen for whatever reason. That was supposed to be Blackpool Combat Club against Dark Order, and that ended up happening on Dynamite rather than. Then on the zero hour, so we'll mention that when we get to the dynamite results. But for revolution in the zero hour, Mark Briscoe and the Lucho Brothers, Lucho Lucha Brothers, sorry folks, defeating the team of Ari Davari and the Varsity Athletes. Then going into the main card, Ricky Starks defeating Chris Jericho in the final burial. Boy Jack Perry defeating Christian Cage. In the Trios Championship, the House of Black becomes the new champions, defeating the Elite. AEW Women's Championship, Jamie Hayter retains against Ruby Soho and... In the Texas Death Match, Hangman Adam Page makes John Moxley tap out. Very rare on that one. In the AEW TNT Championship, Wardlow defeating Samoa Joe via Chokehold. AEW World Tag Team Championship. I can't believe I'm reading this. The Guns. Ugh. Defeating Orange Cassidy Danhausen, the team of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and the Acclaimed. And the 60-minute Iron Man match, which was one hell of a banger. Got five and three-quarter stars from Dave Meltzer, believe it or not. It was for the AEW World Championship. MJF defeating Brian Danielson in a sudden Iron Man match. William, why don't we go ahead and start with your thoughts on that pay-per-view? Uh, it 
This pay-per-view was absolutely excellent. Uh, I loved pretty much everything except for the whole tag team title match. Boo. I'm sorry, but boo. <laughs> uh, Briscoe versus uh, the Witcher Brothers. Or Briscoe and the Witcher Brothers uh, versus uh, the Athletes I thought was absolutely uh, awesome. Uh, I wouldn't have expected anything less from them, but I think my high point for this was Sterling getting spiked. <laughs> no. oh, well, of course, someone's going to have to do something to that. Um, as far as the Jericho versus Ricky Starks, I thought they did an amazing job once again. Big shout out to Jericho for doing what he does to help put Talon over. Uh, Cage versus Jungle Boy. I really, really loved this match all the way through up until the end. I thought the end was a little bit just kind of blah, anticlimactic, but uh, it still served its purpose. Versus House of Black, I, I actually literally wrote holy shit to this match because it was just craziness everywhere, left and right. Uh, House of Black, for being who they are, coming back after not really uh, they killed it. Jamie Hayter versus Soraya versus Soho, I thought was a great match. I thought it had an appropriate amount of time to it, good content. Uh, there was lots of in interference, which pretty much expecting that. Uh, glad that Hayter came out with the win. I think she still needs to continue going on for a little while. Uh, Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. It was definitely an excellent, brutal match. I, I, too, was surprised that it ended with a Moxley tap out. But I think it was an appropriate match. I think it went the way it was supposed to. Uh, Wardwell versus Samoa Joe. I thought it was an... Uh, I don't think it's the best that we've seen of Wardwell. Uh, I did love the tap out victory uh, using Joe's own move. The tag team, I'm not even going to bother talking about. I wrote boo. <laughs> and then Brian, Brian versus MJF. I think there was excellent execution on both of these guys. Uh, MJF really, really bringing out the hill, as he always does. It was a crazy match. All right. You want to give us your take? Um, like, I, like I said, I just thought the whole pay-per-view was just excellent. Um, uh, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers, um, they really did a good job. I'm just loving that this would be in on AEW. Like, it should have been a whole lot sooner. Um, but, and I'm glad Ricky starts, um, got the win over Chris Jericho. Uh, uh, you know, he needed it when he didn't really need it, but I mean, like, I'm glad he got it because, you know, tell us how you really feel Jeez. but no yeah it, it was a good match that one was a good match and then the whole jungle boy and christian cage please let this actually be the no i don't want like something to turn around and pop up and then oh no seriously we're not done okay he buried him final burial be done uh it was a great match Jungle Boy really put, put it out there. He, you know, he showed you what he could do, which we've seen it before. But, uh, okay, at the end, why did he have to do the concerto or whatever the heck you want to call it? 
okay, he's just showing, you know, he, he okay, um, excuse me, he's showing, okay, that he's an he can be an ass like Christian Cage. I mean, basically, is that what they were? Um, and then the World Trios Championship, um, I, I said that, you know, the, um, the elite were going to win again because I just didn't think they were going to take the belts off of them this soon. But I, I have to black, you know, they're dominant real and show out, you know, just what we can, what they can do. And I'm ready to see it. And of course I knew that Jamie Hayter was going to keep her belt because she's just, she's that bitch, you know, yes, say Jay Clark Hill is Jamie Hayter's my bitch like that. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're going to tell yeah, Jamie like Hayter that. you said that now. <laughs> But now I'm telling you, she's dominant. Um, she's she's out there. She's doing an excellent job. Britt Baker, Britt Baker by her side. You know, they're they're just excellent. And the oh my god, the Texas Death Match. You know who I wanted to win, and uh, to actually have him tap out. Seriously, I was like, I said, oh my god, no way. Moxley tapped out. Uh uh-uh. uh. But you know, it, you know, Hangman, Moxley. You know, so he tapped out. So there you go. And then Warlow and Samoa Joe, okay, Warlow got the belt, but then we all know what happened later on uh, in the programming. And the ass boys, come on now, take them damn belts off of them. You know, they don't need to have the belts, and I'm glad the FTR is back, and hopefully they can get the belts. And then the Iron Man match, that was just awesome. You know, um, I hate MJF, which, but I predicted, you know, that he was going to keep the belt, but it was match um just the pinfalls back and forth you know then you know mjf got his qualification pinfall and then they just kept on you know keeping the pinfalls and then of course mjf had to hit him with the oxygen tank but you know that's mjf pertains and there you go that's the devil and he lived up to the devil that's what i think (laughs) (laughs) he most certainly (laughs) did um what did you think about that though john I mean, they they pulled out that oxygen mask for for usage, and then continued the match and didn't bring it back out after. I don't know. I I thought it was good placement. I mean, of course, there's going to be an object somewhere thrown in there because you saw Bryce Renz ring away from him. Yeah, and it it was just good placement for a heel to use an object to I, get the win. I think maybe the. Mo- Better object to use probably would have been a fire extinguisher. <laughs> I just, well, and I'm going to go out of place on this. I thought it was uh, kind of funny when <laughs> Tony Schiavone came down and announced that it was going to go to sudden death, and immediately MJF pulls the Undertaker all from the dead, and it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you, you saw that look and. This is this is the only thing that bothered me about that sudden death. You had MJF shove the Bryce Rensburg. An immediate disqualification gave Brian Danielson the championship right there. Um, however, I don't know. He, he was about to use the chair, and Bryce Rensburg even warned him then that, hey, go be my guest. Hit him. The championship. It was certainly different on the referee standpoint. Yeah, it it really was. I mean, MJF got away with too much there, and I mean, it obviously was going to show who was going to win the match from there. You had two spots where you could disqualify the competitor, 
you know the the outcome's gonna be going the direction that you don't want it to as a fan favorite of Daniel Bryanson or Jesus. Uh, yeah, piss off for those of you going in my DMs now. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, we yeah, I'll start off. I thought the six man tag at zero hour was a good start off and ready to go. However, I kind of felt zero hour needed one more match. If you're going to have a one hour kickoff for before the actual main pay per view, um, keep the fans engaged. I mean, they definitely needed a little more than just mm-hmm. Renee. RJ City, which uh, I didn't really like RJ City that much. My wife did, but I sure as hell didn't really care for him. As far as the brothers, it was a good match. I thought lots of great things came out of it on the talent. However, I wish they would do something with Davari and the varsity athletes at some point, because these are guys that you really should be using without any. Uh, going in the main card, I thought Ricky Starks, Chris Jericho, predictable match, called it. Ricky Starks got the win. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. I did not get that right. <laughs> so No, you didn't. No, I didn't. Actually, no, that's, I predicted was going to tie it up one-to-one. That, and that's, that why we, that's why we threw those GIFs at you. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I figure I'd just get you going. <laughs> uh, the final burial match, I think. Final burial match until the pay-per-view. I wasn't paying attention much to last week's programming, obviously. But I I think it was pretty evident we all predicted Jungle Boy Jack Perry getting the win over Christian Cage. Now he can move on and hopefully go chase. I think it'll be interesting because I more than likely think we're going to have him Probably go after uh, the TNT Championship. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm with you on that one. That would be the appropriate belt. To- um, I don't think the All Atlantic is really in sight for Ricky Starks. Oh, I was talking about Jungle Boy. <laughs> oh. oh, Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, Jungle Boy's actually. Mission. As far as Jungle Boy goes, that he might have the uh, All Atlantic. Well, it'll be now as of uh, Wednesday that the AEW International Championship no longer be called All Atlantic. Yeah, it was an announcement that was later brought up in the talk about that when it comes time. Mm. Um, but yeah, those two titles could fit Jungle Boy either way. I just don't think he's quite there for the World Championship no, yet. No. Um, as far as the Trios Championship, I definitely did call getting the victory over the elite i know we did our fan polls last week where it was like overwhelmingly in favor of the elite and i just i just saw the set house of black made it aware they were going to challenge them for the championships and i thought it was the right move by creative to put those titles on a stable that's uh Coming in pretty strong after a big loss to Dark. Uh, what the hell does he go by? Uh, Miro. Hmm. I don't think that really killed their momentum as a faction. It just made them stronger, and we, we're seeing the result of that. The championship just kind of seemed a little weird. I thought 
all three women did really good as far as, you know, having the right match length and all that. It just felt weird when Ruby Soho aligned herself with Soraya and Tony. Because the way it was almost set up, like she was, she was pinned by Jamie Hayter, which, okay, I can understand the hatred there, but. To see her attack <laughs> Saray and Tony Storm to uh, Britt Baker and uh, Jimmy Hader. But then you see the double turn. She ends up taking down uh, Britt Baker and Tony, and uh, not Tony, but Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. And it was just time it happened. I can understand why it happened. Just I don't think it was choreographed very well. The Texas Death Match. Hangman Adam Page, you okay over there? Great. <laughs> My brother's just not place, but no, that I thought the Texas Death Match went the way it was going to go. I thought Hangman Adam Page would eventually tie it up with Mox. It's now two to two. Hangman eventually made it clear that he was making it clear that it was over, but I think it's far from over. I think we're going to see the pursuance of. Blackpool Combat Club against Dark Order, ah, Dark Order, and Hangman Adam Page. Quit laughing at me. Dark Order. God. <laughs> I hope they're not on the Chris Jericho cruise here because they're going to be like, "What the hell did you call us?" Anyways, uh, the AEW t- uh, TNT Championship. Like I said, that one could have went either way. Um, as we find out in the programming later in the week, it didn't quite go the way I thought it was going to go. Um, I can't remember. I'm going to have to go back to the last week. But I had a feeling if whoever won, I think I had Samoa Joe either retaining against... No, I think I had Will Hobbs defeating Samoa Joe if he retained. And if... He ended up winning, and it turned out different. So, um, it was it was definitely interesting. I thought it was awesome to watch Wardlow choke Joe out to his own hold, and we see a time TNT champion out of Wardlow. And for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, I'm right there with everyone. I was a little frowned that the guns. We're going to retain, but I also called it the only way they would retain is defeating John Housen and Orange Cassidy in some way to kind of keep their, I guess you can say their, uh, I don't know what the right word is, <laughs> keep keep their heelish, chicken shit heelish and not really kind of be bothered by it. I get you're just shaking your head like. Yeah. I, I think what you're looking for is credence or credibility in the character. Yes, that's sorry. Credibility of the chicken shit hill, and I I think that's what they accomplished with getting that win on the particular individuals there. Um, as far as we've already kind of got my thoughts on the 60 minute Iron Man, I thought it was the right call to have in championship. I just thought it was uh, a little weird with a couple of different aspects in that match, which didn't make sense. However, I I do feel it was the right call. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I 
I wanted it to go a different way, but I, I believe they made the right call. I mean, MJF has got, what, another couple of years left? Well, his, I can't remember, does his contract end? I think it's in a year and a half. Is it at the end of 2024 or the beginning of 2024? Uh, I think it's at the end. Okay. I have to go back and uh, do some research on that. But I know somewhere in 2024 his contract is done. However, I don't think it'd be... uh, I don't think he should go anywhere else. I think he should stick it out with AEW for one big reason and... That's because he's very young and can be the face of a company that's not just in, still in its youth, but he can take that company to to levels that's above the sky, I guess you can say. The sky is the limit for him, is what I thought. Yeah, no, he's an incredible talent. He's just absolutely gold on the mic. I I think he's got a bright future no matter where he goes, but I I do believe that, like you said, AEW, he should probably make that his home. Most definitely, I I think he if he keeps his loyalty to AEW, I think it will keep AEW not only as a legitimate company, but it, it's going to give a lot of these other promotions a run for their. Uh, Heather, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, no, not really. I mean, well, I'm just, I thought it was a good call, you know, by Tony Khan that when the match ended in a draw that he went ahead and had it go forward because, you know, it pissed everybody off, you know, because it, like, no, because having a couple of matches that were like 60-minute matches, how he let them in and draws, like he, on regular programming? Uh, well, he's only had a couple. That was for how fun with Dan Brian Danielson. Both times with uh, wasn't it Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page? I don't think they were necessarily sixty minute matches. I think the one was, but I don't think the other. I mean, long matches and like ended in draws and like people got pissed off. Right. Is all I remember. And right. I just I thought it was a good call by him, you know, to go ahead and let it go on, you know, into sudden death because I think that would have really been dumb to let it end like that because of how what a high state kind of match. Everybody, because everybody had been holding out for that match, and is how how uh, Brian Danielson had to you know win each week his match to be able to get MJF to go into this match, and like to end it like that would have been really dumb. So I'm just glad that he made that call to go into sudden death. Right, and I and I do have a couple of other things. I loved how giddy Tony Schiavone was when he Tony Khan gave him that announcement to go make because of his hatred for MJF. Uh, but but like you mentioned, where this was a pay-per-view event, I don't think that would have been a wise move to end that in a draw. And, no. Unless you're going to promote MJF and Brian Danielson, too, at the next pay-per-view, which I don't think would be a wise move. Especially based out the AEW pay-per-views are, it, you would be having that feud go way longer than what it should. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we're going to get right into the AEW programming. And we're back. 
for AEW Dynamite results. The opening match for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship, Orange Cassidy retains against Jay Lethal. Ruby Soho defeating Sky Blue. Tag team match, oh, sorry, a six-man tag team match, I misread my notes. The Jericho Appreciation Society defeating the team of A.R. Fox and Top Flight. Blackpool Combat Club defeating Dark Order. TNT Championship match, which was the main event where it was a false count anywhere. Powerhouse Will Hobbs gets the victory over Wardlow and becomes the new AEW TNT Champion. For the Rampage, we have Sammy Guevara defeating Action Andretti. The acclaimed defeating Jack Cartwheel and Starboy Charlie. Did I read those names right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita defeating Preston Vance. And Riho defeating Nyla Rose in the main event. And why don't we go ahead and start off with Heather on this one? Okay. Um, okay. Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Um, I, I, this, I thought it was a good match. Um, but, you know, I don't like Jay Lethal, but y'all know I don't like heels anyway. Um, but I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying the um, Orange Cassidy, you know, defending his title, um, which, you know, they're going to change the name of it, you said, to the AEW International Championship. Is that what it's going to be? Yeah. So Tony Khan later in the program uh, made a yet another surprise announcement. <laughs> And I say that in air quotes because it always seems like there's some surprise announcement. AEW uh, CEO Tony Khan has decided to change the name of the championship from the All-Atlantic Championship. And as of next week, it will officially now be recognized as the AEW International Championship. I, okay. Well, I, I, I've been enjoying him defending that title. <laughs> now it's going to be another title. <laughs> Well, in, not sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I think I thought the All Atlantic Championship was a fine name, unless yeah. you two disagree. But I, that's one I would have left alone, honestly. I mean, if you're gonna follow suit, you might as well just try to rip off WWE and call it the Intercontinental Championship. But I, I, yeah, I thought All Atlantic was one of the more unique names for a, a title. However, yeah, I don't know. I'm not the owner of the company. I just move on. But anyways, <laughs> go ahead, Heather, continue on. <laughs> um, and then uh, Ruby Soho and Sky Blue. Um, I don't like, uh, you know, here we go with the heel thing again. <laughs> I, don't, you know, I don't like the fact, you know, that Ruby Soho has turned heel. Um, I like her better when she's face. Um, and then, you know, like, Sky, her beating Sky Blue and then the whole thing with Soraya and Tony Storm coming out there and then she then Willow came out there and then she attacked Willow because you know that I didn't, really didn't like that because you know they were a team and they were really good together and now she's turned on Willow because you know she's an outcast now or whatever but and then Top Flight and AR Fox you know versus um, Jericho uh, uh, Jericho Sammy and um, Daniel Garcia or JAS excuse me um, I like the match, but of course, you know, JAS had to cheat and to win and like they always do our systematic cheating is who, which one is the common actor that says that, uh, um, they're always, they're always saying systematic cheating, systematic cheating. Isn't that, uh, uh, when, isn't that Taz? 
Yeah, I think it's Taz that says it. But yeah, every time it comes to JAS, that's what he's saying. Systematic cheating. But, you know, that's far for the course with them. Um, and then I liked, you know, when um, the JAS was talking about the trios titles, um, then House of Black came out there, you know, because the Elite came out. And then, you know, of course, we've got the Elite versus House of Black versus JAS for the trios titles next week, um, which is going to be a very interesting match. Um, let's see. And then, okay, and then it was, what, it was Black. Where? I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, you're on Black. <laughs> Pool Combat Club. <laughs> okay, Blackpool Combat Club versus Dark Order. Um, that was that's when. Okay, I got asked. Okay, now that they turn heel, um, somebody asked me, "Do I still like John Moxley now that he's turned heel?" And I had to say that I'm always going to like Moxley whether he's heel or not. And that's more that's my exception to the rule right there because he's John Moxley. So <laughs> that's all you know. <laughs> that's a true fan right there. <laughs> Yeah, he's the exception to the rule. So, and um, like, okay, the Warlow Powerhouse Hobbs match, the fucking ending. Like, are you serious? I I just no, I I don't like that. You know, but it was inevitable. You know that he Powerhouse Hobbs was gonna get the belt. Um, but like, why did you have to end it like that? Uh, with QT Marshall and everything. You know, I just. I, I didn't like that. Like, the match was good. You know, it's Falls Count Anywhere. You know, they're fighting in the back with the car and everything. You know, then, you know, Wardlow, you know, someone had broken into his car and stolen all his gear and everything. But then, okay, the match was crazy, throwing each other everywhere. That, and then QT Marshall comes out low blow, hit with the chair, and boom, Powerhouse wins the title. Okay, why did it have to go that way? I, I just, I think it would have been better if he had just outright won the title. And then why even get, let Wardlow win? If he was just going to turn around and just lose it, like I, Samoa Joe should have just kept the title and then lost to Powerhouse Hobbs. That's what I'm. That's my opinion on that. Um, and then um, Rampage, um, I cannot stand Sammy Guevara. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, him beating Action Andretti. Um, I really like Action Andretti. Um, I think he's a really good wrestler and does pretty, you know, real good that um, in the ring. Um, and um, what the hell, Starboy Charlie and what Jack Cartwheel is that? What it is? It was, um, it, yeah, Jack Cartwheel and Starboy Charlie. I'm just shaking my head still reading those names. I mean, what even was the purpose of that match? <laughs> I don't, um, but uh, then Takesha versus Preston Vance. I love Takesha. He is just an awesome wrestler. He just and he was even questioning, you know, whether he should go back to Japan and like try to get more work in or whatever. But I think he's doing an excellent job. Um, and then um, Nala Rose versus Rio. Um, I, I love Rio for her stature and everything. She's just, I think she's just awesome. Um, she really gets in there and puts on a fight and she just does really good. So, yeah. Oh, and then uh, they reached for the Sky Ladder match that they was announced. Um, and Lucha Brothers being the first entry, I, I think that's going to be really good, good right there for the Ring um, of Honor or World Tag Team Championship. I think that's really going to be an awesome match. Because that was announced too, so I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> All right. Um, so for Dynamite, uh, Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I thought both of them just 
gave a really, really sound performance. Uh, I, I didn't think it was anything super special. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue, it was an okay match. Um, I want to give recognition to Sky Blue. She did a really good job selling this. But I'm I'm kind of on the fence with the whole push with Ruby Soho like everybody else right now. There was just a lot that really didn't make a lot of sense. And then one of the things I noticed is it really didn't help that you had the commentators just kind of fueling the fire for that being controversial. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society uh, versus AR Fox and Top Flight. Another good, solid match. Again, really nothing too special to it. Uh, Moxley and Claudio versus Dark Order. Uh, this was a killer match. I loved it uh, from bell to bell. Good, good, solid match. I loved the fact that it was tap out. As far as Wardlow versus Hobbs, I actually saw this coming, minus the QT angle. Uh, I really, really thought it was pointless to bring QT out for this, bringing up crap that was months ago. And I mean months ago. Uh, as far as Rampage goes... Uh, Guevara versus Andretti. Uh, I would have liked to have actually seen this become a better match without the interference from Garcia because those two are very similar in their styles. Uh, the Acclaimed versus whatever and whatever. <laughs> I This one kind of offends me a little bit just because it seems like they're just they're throwing the Acclaimed back to the back of the line and that shouldn't be the case. Uh, Preston Vance versus Takeshita. It, it was a very short match, but it was a great match for what it was. Uh, they both did really good. Uh, Nyla Rose versus Riho. It, this was a great match. I loved the fact that it was a roll-up. It didn't necessarily make a lot of sense for her to do the roll-up, but I love the fact that they went that way. Uh, the Marina Shafir interference was kind of pointless. And again with Riho, I think they're really starting to build for uh again, I'm just gonna say it. I wanna see her and Cargill and maybe not so much it be uh somebody comes out to interfere for Riho to get the win, but if we were gonna push that angle, I would look at Red Velvet coming out. Yeah, that would be a be an interesting thing right there. Um yeah, I think on the opening match with the AEW All-Lang Championship, we had that rubber match between Orange Cassidy and Jay Lethal. I thought it was a weird setup for one because we've already seen these two wrestle twice. I guess to say they were already even one-to-one, this kind of shows that Orange Cassidy is going to kind of have the leg up on Jay Lethal now, but... It was an interesting setup to where now we had uh, Orange Cassidy's knee taken out from Jay Lethal at the ring post, and then post-match, Jeff Jarrett comes in and takes out Orange Cassidy's knee even more with swinging the guitar right on it. A little interesting there. Uh, it is a good setup, though, if they plan to move that championship off Orange Cassidy and put it on the much... Uh, Seasoned veteran, I guess you can call it, on J Double J, Jeff Jarrett there. So we'll see what happens. It'll be 
kind of weird to hear that called the AEW International Championship. So we'll see what. <laughs> You're shaking your head like I can't believe this shit. Yeah, no, I, I'm just picturing it in my head. They they throw that belt around Jeff Jarrett, and then we get that annoying side of him back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do that little strut in the ring with the belt. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be crappers. Um, I want to talk about the Ricky Starks promo saying now that he's pretty much defeated all the members of. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society and figuring out what's next for him. I thought for sure he'd be going for one of the single championships, but all of a sudden lights go out and we got uh, black, or not black, but uh, Bullet Club's music going. And out comes Juice Robinson out of nowhere and lays to, uh, starts to waste. So I guess we know what's going to be going next for Ricky. There's, I'm going to find this one interesting. One, because I don't think Juice Robinson has had enough exposure for fans to know who he really is. But also, it'll be a nice twist of things to get some fresh blood there in AEW. So, I'm looking for great things to come out of Juice Robinson as he's a spectacular talent. If you haven't followed him, his work with New Japan and Ring of Honor. Uh, the Ruby Soho deal... Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Um, We're going to call it a fumble in a botch. Yeah, it it was weird. Um, Poor Sky Blue, yet fallen victim to another another competitor. I do agree with the fact having Ruby Soho align herself with Surya and Tony Storm. I just just hope this is going to get a little more interesting here shortly. I think after Rampage, it might possibly, we might possibly see some more people added to uh, Team Tony and Soraya here. And I'll talk about that when we get to Rampage. Um, FTR promo challenging the guns for the AEW Tag Team Championships. I think this was long overdue, but great placement now if we're going to take those championships off the guns. I think FTR is a good choice, although I would have definitely loved to see the claim regained it back from the pay-per-view, which obviously explains why they went the four-way route so that they were able to defeat a team that really had no business being in there, to be honest. Um, going to the Jericho Appreciation, yeah, Appreciation Society, Defeating AR Fox in top flight. Again, another bummer loss for the younger team. But uh, to see the post-match promo, Jericho Appreciation... Eh, I cannot say their damn name. The Jericho Appreciation Society. Society. <laughs> God, it's kicking my ass today. Making the challenge to House of Black for the Trios Championship was a is an interesting move here. Because out goes the lights, but everybody was expecting House of Black. It ended up being the elite. And it looks like we may end up having a... <laughs> How can you say this? A, it's a three-way, three-way. A three-way, three-way? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would hope they're not going to go that route, because that's going to be hard it, to follow. Yeah, that's going to be a messy match. 
I mean, if you did a number one contender match between the Elite and Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> God, I'm having a hard time saying their name today, but... Just call them the JAS. I'll call them Jassholes like Ricky Starks <laughs> did. But They are having that match next week. It's supposed to be uh, the JAS versus the Elite versus House of Black next week. Oh, it is going to be the trip yeah. three-way style? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I think they should have went that other route and went number one contender match. Again, to follow a three-way with nine guys, this is going to be scary. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Yeah. I. It's going to be interesting how they do the match style. Are a member of each team going to be in there, or is it going to be just one-on-one? It's this... This is not going to go well, I don't think. I'm sorry. No. This is This is the hardest thing about booking three, like a six-man tag championship or whatever you want to call them anymore. It's, I, yeah, we're going to leave that alone right now as it is. <laughs> <laughs> and the Blackpool Combat Club defeating the Dark Order. I thought it was great to finally turn Blackpool Combat Club as heels as they've been going heelish ways the last few weeks anyway. Sorry, Heather. <laughs> but, you know, I was waiting for her to say, God damn it, or something. She just. No, I, 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 you know, I, I know, like, um, I've been seeing it coming. And just like I said, you know, Moxley, I don't care, you know, heel, whatever. I, I'm, you know, that's still my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was finally the right time to turn him heel. And with Hangman Adam Page still kind of. Having some animosity with uh, Evil Uno, it's nice to see that Hangman has Dark Orders back and is willing to kind of help support them against the new heels. However, I feel Blackpool Combat Club needs one more member. Obviously, Daniel Bryan's getting... God damn it. Bryan Danielson is going to be out for a little while, especially the way we saw his promo on Dynamite. He... I thought he did a really wonderful job selling that he's got to take some time away and regroup himself. So, um, Adam Page and Uno, like I said, I, I think with their animosity, it's going to be interesting to see if they can put their differences to the side, stay, stay on the same page to kind of take on the Blackpool Combat Club. But like I said, I think Blackpool Combat Club needs one more person to join their group to make this a great eight-man tag match. The TNT Championship with the Falls Count Anywhere. I, Sorry, Heather, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. <laughs> I, I thought it was good that we got a championship on Will Hobbs, but I am also agreeing with Will on this. I don't think... QT Marshall's interference really was necessary. I think Will Hobbs is a big enough guy. He could have took Wardlow out himself. I mean, there was just no need for it. I kind of get the storyline wise, but yeah, I th I don't. I think Powerhouse Hobbs would have been just fine on his own. Yeah, I think they waited a little too long to play that angle. Yeah, they did, and. The only thing that's a bummer is now Wardlow goes down in history being the uh, the only wrestler with the shortest TNT championship reign in the company history, three-day reign. I 
I'm with Heather on that. You might as well just kept it on Samoa Joe and had Powerhouse Hobbs defeat Joe at on Dynamite. It just just kind of kills it right there for Wardlow fans. Going into the Rampage, Sammy Guevara and Action Andretti having their second match against each other. I was a little disappointed with this outcome because I would have hoped they would have went the route have have it a one one deal now, but yeah, I don't. It's really got me messed up on this one. I thought it was a good match overall. I just didn't like the outcome. The acclaimed defeating those two, whatever the hell you call them, not going to waste my time. Takeshita and Preston Vance, I would have loved to have seen that match go a little longer. In fact, if you would have not even bothered having that tag match before them, I think that would have been the proper time allowed to have Takeshita and Vance show off their in-ring skills and tell a better story. Um, Mark Briscoe, like Heather mentioned, announces the future of the What's in store of the future of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships? It's now going to be up for grabs in a Reach for the Sky ladder match. And the first team being announced in there is the Lucha Brothers, which is pretty awesome tribute for the Briscoes. I really hope that they get some really killer tag teams in that match as well. It's going to. Does anybody know how many teams were slated for that match? No. Heather? No, I haven't heard either. I haven't okay. Heard. I'm sure it's going to be more than two teams if it's a ladder match. So, But it's going to be interesting to see who they choose as the new tag team champions. I thought Riho and uh, Nyla Rose was a great match. I loved the way it ended. The roll-up on a bigger, a much bigger opponent than you is always a good way to go because you know she's not going to be able to hit a real f- big finisher on her. She, I was impressed with the, uh, what the hell was it she hit on her? The, was it a Northern Lights soup? No. God, I, I think it was just a German. Yeah, it was a German suplex, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking Northern Lights suplex, but that wasn't it. But to see her do that to Nyla Rose, holy shit. <laughs> but, um, I, however, this was what I was going to mention too is, the post-match where we see Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose put a post-match attack on Riho as they were about to hit the gorilla. We hear the music of Tony Storm go off and out comes Soho, Storm, and Soraya. I almost thought for a minute there we were going to see Shafir align with, I guess you can say, the post-WWE girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for that moment, but... It was like, nope, you guys go ahead and attack her. However, with that mutual, well, I guess you can't say mutual, but kind of in a way of a sign of respect to let them go. I don't know. I I could possibly see Marina Shafir aligning herself with those post-WWE girls. What do you think? That I think it would be really good exposure for uh, Marina Shafir, and it would make sense. Yeah, it's it was uh, definitely a eye opener to watch that because you didn't see them attack anyone. Well, you didn't see them attack Shafir or Rose whatsoever. But if Marina Shafir does align herself with Storm, Soraya, and Soho, where do we see Nyla Rose go? 
I don't know, but uh, the thing is, is there really hasn't been that much traction or oomph behind that duo. No, I neither one of their careers have benefited from it. It's just been they show up every once in a while. Well, Nyla Rose being an AEW original. Yeah, you, I think that would be the perfect point to split those two up. You would expect more for her. Definitely. Because you don't really have uh, Nyla Rose doing anything championship contender-wise. You might as well get her in some kind of an interesting story. And I think the best thing to do is split her away from Shafir now. Would, did you have any thoughts on that, Heather? Um. Yeah, I mean, like I, said, I like William said, I don't see it benefiting either one of them for them to be together. Um, and like, you know, they don't hardly ever come out to wrestle or anything. And it, I mean, like, why are they even together? Like, it, I, I don't see you know the point of them even being together. And if she does join uh, Tony and Soraya and Ruby, um, if Marina does, um, that would be a good thing for her. And then let Nyla go on and like find a different storyline or her team up with you know the other ones because she is AEW original and just get her in a storyline or maybe them going against each other or something like that and see what happens from there yeah um well, I want to talk about uh yet another hot topic for AEW for the week um it was announced that there's talks of a third show possibly happening for AEW I am a little concerned on this because one, I don't think Rampage has been doing so well. I, I really would like it if they found a way to get Rampage to be a two-hour show rather than carry on to go for a third. Your thoughts, Will? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I would rather expand because this is just going to draw way too much, given how many different programs we have going on. It's it's gonna draw attention away from everything. I I agree with that. Um, I really think AEW needs to focus on finding a way to get the Ring of Honor program on TV. I mean, I get it, they went the online deal or the streaming deal, but I think this is a perfect opportunity to sit back, look, and say, "Look, we got two companies now. We need to get more exposure." Yeah, internet is a big deal, but I don't think right now they're thinking very strategically on how to keep both companies going. I We talked about this in previous episodes where we would like to see, you know, Ring of Honor provide better content for the nine ninety nine deal, like include their pay-per-views. However, I just don't know. I... I'm not quite sure if this is a smart move on AEW's part. Heather, did you want to give your insight on that at all? Um, I so I don't understand why they would do a third show instead of just not give just give another hour to Rampage. I mean, that's uh, that does not make any sense to me. Why well, I don't understand like why a third show when you're like Rampage is like you said is not really even doing that good. Why, why not add an extra hour to Rampage and try to hype it up a little bit more, give more matches and maybe a little bit longer matches on some instead of, like, what was that match? The Starboy Charlie and all that? Don't put <laughs> matches like that. On. I mean, for real, don't put matches like that on there. Like, have, you know, better matches and maybe try to hype it up more, give it another hour and 
see where that goes. Don't be trying to add a third show. Like, that does not make any sense at all. Yeah, well, my other thought is get Rampage off Friday, get it away from the day where everybody turn, tunes into SmackDown, and if you want to have a Saturday show, make Rampage a two-hour Saturday show. I think that would be the better move if they're going to go that route. I just don't see the need for the third yet. Now, a Saturday show sounds, yeah, that sounds like that would be a good idea right there because it is like you have SmackDown, and then you, you're watching SmackDown, then you go and there's Rampage. Like, a lot of people don't want to stay up and really, like, what well, I mean, some people do, of course, but you have a lot of people that are like, oh, that's too late. I don't want to stay up and watch that, of which a lot of people do record it. But, you know, and then if you do add another hour, that's even more that longer. But, yeah, Saturday does sound like a good idea to put it on Saturday because I'm sure a lot of people would watch it. Alrighty, let's get right into the WWE here for Monday Night Raw. Starting it off, Kevin Owens gets the victory over Sola Sokoa via disqualification. Bianca Belair defeats Carmella. Omos making short work of Dolph Ziggler, if you call it that. Johnny Gargano defeating Finn Balor. Piper Nilvin getting her revenge on Nikki Cross. Chad Gable defeating Baron Corbin. And in the main event, Sami Zayn defeating Jimmy Uso for the SmackDown results. In the in the Intercontinental Championship number one match, this one kind of reads off weird. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre defeat L.A. Knight, Karrion Cross, and Xavier Woods. Judgment Day defeating Legato del Fantasma. The Viking Raiders defeating Braun Strowman. And Charlotte Flair defeating Shotzi. And we're going to go ahead and cover the NXT roadblock results in the Jailhouse Street Fright. Tony D'Angelo defeats Dijak. Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers defeating Jinder Mahal and Inda Sheer. Gigi Dolan defeats J.C. Jane. Joe Gacy defeating Andre Chase. And in the main event for the NXT Women's Championship, Roxanne Perez retains against Mako Satamara. And why don't we go ahead and uh, start with you, Heather. Let's get your thoughts on WWE this week. Um, well, I thought, you know, it was pretty good. Like, uh, Raw was the best show for me. Um, you know, it was mainly because of John Cena and, like, his, the way he just roasted Austin Theory. Um, that was, I thought that was really good. And, the, but, um, KO versus Solo, uh, of course, you know, Jimmy getting involved and forces disqualification. Um, and then Sammy came out there, you know, to help uh, KO. But of course, KO doesn't still doesn't want his help because he's not forgiven Sammy. Um, then you know, Bianca versus Carmella. Um, Bianca wins, but then here comes Chelsea to come out there and they attack uh, Bianca. And then Oscar comes out there to help Bianca, um, which they're supposed to be wrestling each other. Um, and then. Um, 
I just like the whole thing. Try not to get off on a tangent. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy and KO, you know, they're working to that, you know, for them because I know they're going to be. I'm I'm hoping this is what they're working to them taking the belts off the Usos. I'm just, I'm hoping that's what that's for. But yeah, and Dolph Ziggler and almost that, that did not even have to happen. That was just ridiculous match right there. Um, and then, um, Finn Balor, you know, getting the, um, the assist by Edge really to, I, I mean, not Finn Balor, or Johnny Gargano getting the assist by Edge to, um, beat Finn Balor. Um, let's see. Um, then, uh, Chad Gable, um, Baron, fighting Baron Corbin. Um, that was okay match. Um, I'm liking that. I think I've heard that they were getting ready to give Chad Gable a really big push as a singles, you know, get him away from Otis. Um, cause I think he's like more be better off as a singles competitor again. Cause you know, he was doing really good before. Um, let's see. That, that's it for Raw, because I think I'm lost again. I'm sorry. Sami Zayn and Jimmy Uso. Okay, yeah, that's what I was looking at. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, that was the part that I'm pissed off about right there. Um, but yeah, Sammy beat um, yeah, Sammy beat Jay, but I mean beat Jimmy, and then of course um, Jay came out there and pretended to. I, like he was going to take Sammy's side and then ended up kicking him and then they beat him and all that. But which, you know, he said it's a family thing. So he's been like, I'm feeling like he's had, basically he had Jay had to pick Jimmy because he's protecting him from Roman because Jay knows how it felt when um, Roman was you know doing everything that he was doing to get him to come in to be with him. So Jay really did it to protect Jimmy. Um, but of course, you know, it's a family thing, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, and uh, SmackDown, um, the whole thing with um, Sheamus and uh, Drew double pinning, have they even said how they're going to do that one with the, um, for the Intercontinental Championship? Did they even say how they were going to work that out? Yeah, it, next week it's supposed to be Sheamus and Drew McIntyre one-on-one, and the winner is supposedly going to be the number one contender for the Gunther's okay, Intercontinental Championship. Okay, I must have missed that part. Um, and then um, Rey Mysterio being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, of course, his brat-ass son comes out there and has to um, run it. I'm um, just be glad when Rey just beats the hell out of Dom. Um, yeah, and I like that. I'm still liking that Santos Escobar keeps trying to stand up for Rey and you know, teach, trying to teach Dom some respect. Um, and the match, you know, it could have been a good match, but, you know, of course, you know, Judgment Day is going to win. Um, Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus the Viking Raiders. Um, I don't like the whole Viking Raiders and Valhalla thing. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't like it. And Charlotte versus Shotzi. Um, it was a okay match. Um, just, I don't know. It was just because Charlotte said she wanted a match. Um, so they did it. And um, Shotzi tapped out, of course. And then NXT. Um, the match, Tony D'Angelo and Dajak, that, I thought that was a really, really good match. And he, uh, you know, um, Tony D'Angelo getting Dajak in there and slamming the, the, jail, the jailhouse um, door on him. That that was good. Um, the Cree brothers with Braun versus um, Jinder Mahal and Indusheer. 
Um, I'm, I didn't really pay attention to that match. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh-huh, here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I like, you know, how Braun Breaker called Carmella Hayes out. It's like, now, you know, it's just, gonna, it's us two, you know, so we finally need to face each other. I'm glad, you know, that's going to be interesting match to finally see them together. Um, and um, the Mako Santamora match versus Roxanne Perez, that was a excellent match. I really enjoyed that match. And like Mako's coming to show respect to give her Roxanne the belt back and everything. And then, but what happened at the end with Roxanne collapse and everything, you know, cause you know, she, like she said, she was going to give it her all. She's going to leave everything in the ring. And she did. And, you know, she ended up collapsing and that, you know, but yeah, that was an excellent match right there. All right. I guess it's my turn. I just got pointed at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as Raw goes, uh, KO defeating Solo via DQ. It it was a really good match. Um, I guess we could have seen it coming that Solo's first, you know, defeat wasn't really a defeat. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Carmella. I thought that was a really, really well done match. Uh, I love the fact that Chelsea Green came out to uh, cause some interference. Uh, the Omas versus Zig. Apparently, at some point, Dolph has become a jobber. Uh, I I don't agree with that. There was no point to that. Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, first of all, yay Edge for coming out. Uh, it was a <laughs> it was actually a really good match. I think Gargano did well with Finn. Uh, Nikki Cross versus Piper Niven. Uh, that was pretty quick. I'm not sure I was, uh, what's the word for it? I wasn't too impressed with it just because Piper Niven is, can go the length and so can Nikki. So it could have been more. Yeah, it definitely should have had a lot more time on that match than what it did. Yeah. Uh, Gable versus Corbin. I'm super happy for the Gable push. Uh, too bad for Corbin. It was an okay match. It wasn't great. It's It's not one of the better ones that I've seen from Gable. Uh, Sammy versus Jimmy. It was a really good match, and I'm just going to go out there and say it. Uh, terrible night, really, for the bloodline. Um, SmackDown. Uh, Drew and Sheamus winning the uh, five-way Intercontinental Championship <laughs> contender match. I, I didn't really see a point to this other than just filling in part of the card for the next week. Uh I'm interested to see them go to war, of course, because those two always put on a great match. But I think it could have just been a one-person victory. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma versus Judgment Day. It was an okay match. I kind of think the ending was crap, but I understand where they're going with it. Uh, they're getting the setup complete for Rey Mysterio versus Dom. Uh, I think everybody's pretty much just ready to watch that one fly. Um, the Monsters versus the Viking Raiders, I thought was an awesome match. I thought it was well done. Uh, both teams really performed well. Uh, I thought it was a great finish, and I love the fact that this is probably going to be the next push for a tag team championship for the Vikings, which is way, way overdue. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Shotzi. 
I did not enjoy the match. I thought it was nothing more than a squash match. Uh, I know there was some controversy as far as fans booing Charlotte for a botch. What botch was that? Because I... I'm not even sure because I thought it was a solid performance for what it was, but it was just, it was a squish match. Yeah, because, I mean, I watched it, unless they must have made some edit. Of course, here in Utah, we're an hour behind on when it goes live. So, yeah, I just, I maybe I just was blind to it. I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't see the botch either. <laughs> I just kept reading about the botch, but I didn't really see it. Yeah. Um, NXT. So... The Tony versus Dijak, I thought, was an excellent match. Uh, really more so because I've been kind of skeptical about Dijak, but in this particular performance, he sold it for me. Uh, Creed's and Braun versus Indashir, another great match for both teams. Even even Braun put in a pretty good tag team dynamic. Uh I thought it was an appropriate ending. Uh, Gigi Dolan versus JC Jane. That was a good match. I loved it. Uh, especially Gigi's killer finisher. That really kind of impressed me. Uh, Gacy versus Andre Chase. I, I'm sorry. I thought that was a lame-ass match. <laughs> I just... It it didn't do anything for me. Uh, Mikko Satomura versus Roxanne Perez. It was an excellent match. Uh, I wasn't that thrilled with the ending of it having her collapse i don't i don't know that that was necessary well it was definitely reliving uh when Shawn michaels was trying to have his little concussion when he had his match with owen hart way back when yeah which i i just as much as they're trying to push roxy to be that strong strong champion i just don't think this was the right call yeah i definitely agree um, well, in a way, it was trying to show that, you know, Mako was going to push her to the very limit, and she did. Yeah. And in some ways, I think she sold it well, but I just don't like that. I don't like that sell. No. She sold it well, don't get me wrong. I just don't like the way that ended. Um, going into my thoughts on Raw... Kevin Owens getting the win over Solo Sokoa via DQ. Of course, the right way for Solo to lose because he still remains unpinned and hasn't submitted or tapped out. So, in a way, his legitimacy of being a strong competitor and enforcer, it's still making him look really well. Bianca, Carmelo, eh, didn't think much of it. Uh, I love the segment with Logan Paul and Seth freaking Rollins on Miz TV to continue their feud and push their match on WrestleMania. I love the exchanges <laughs> the week before when uh, Rollins ended it with, bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> and then Logan Paul returns it this week. Almost off to the glare, that one just drove me nuts because the whole reason they had that match was Mustafa Ali was the one that set that matchup for Dolph. I think we just need a return in favor for Dolph to book him against Omos or something. <laughs> him being Mustafa Ali. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, return the favor, man. 
Jesus, he wants to team with Ziggler so bad. Here, you defeat Omos, I'll tag with you. If not, leave me the fuck alone. Um, I thought Johnny yeah, Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor did an awesome job. Especially, even though you still had Edge come in and do the distraction and give a little bit of an aid to Johnny Gargano. It didn't really hurt Gargano's win that much, but I just... I don't know. It seems like interference, interference, interference. Nothing's really all that clean anymore. I would love to just see a solid, clean match for once. Um, I love the <laughs> segment with Rick Boogs and Elias, with Elias trying to get Boogs to go challenge Bronson Reed, and Boogs messes it up by saying, hey, Bronson, you know, Elias wants to fight you. So that's <laughs> Are you shaking your head on that? You have to admit that was funny. No? No. Uh, I thought so. I loved the segment between John Cena and Austin Theory where, you know, Cena's telling Theory, hey, you haven't earned the right yet to, you know, challenge anyone to WrestleMania and all that. And in some ways, it's kind of very legitimate. You know, Austin Theory hasn't earned that right yet. But I think if he gets that win against John Cena, I think he very much will have that right now. I think that's the direction they're pushing, is theory to be the next face of the company. And as long as he can keep healthy and injury-free, I think he'll go quite a few more years there in the company. What do you think? Yeah, you probably don't want to hear my opinion on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Heather thinks, so I'm uh, just going to be careful I'm, here. I'm pretty much aligned with Heather on this one. <laughs> I'm okay with Theory not even being involved. <laughs> oh, fine then, fine. Um, Theory needs to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I missed Piper Niven squashing Nikki Cross, and yeah, I I agree with you. That match went a hell of a lot longer I, I do agree with Piper going over Nikki. I just. It could have been so much more. Yeah. They could have scrapped the Omos and Ziggler match and gave that time to, um, well, give the extra two and a half minutes to Piper and Nikki. <laughs> um, Chad Gable defeating Baron Corbin. It was a weird way to kind of how that match got involved. I mean, you thought Cor Corbin thought he was being talked about highly from maximum or maxine dupree it's so hard to follow that storyline after the changes they've done with that but yeah it was a good set not a somewhat good setup but i think everybody's getting the drift we're gonna see omos or not omos otis and chad gable eventually break up It'll definitely be interesting to see if Otis can make this as comical as he did with the Mandy Rose segment. <laughs> You're shaking your head again like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see that? No, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see Otis just far more serious. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that much. I hate to say it. Um, I love the segment where we got the setup of Lita... Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus challenging damage control to a six-woman tag match at WrestleMania. I think that will be a killer, but I think the rumor is now that... They're double booked. Double booked? Yep. What do you mean? Uh, 
So there was originally supposed to be uh, Lita and uh, Becky were supposed to be taking on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Uh, there's talks of that still going on. Oh, I didn't know that. And see, the, what I'm hearing is Trish Stratus is probably going to be going heel here. She's going to eventually turn on Becky at WrestleMania, so... It's going to be interesting to see how they play that one out. But, yeah, I didn't know there were still talks of Baszler and Rousey going to face Lynch and uh, Lita. That'll that'll definitely be interesting if they pull that off. I, th- I think it's realistically just them trying to keep it open to Baszler and Rousey going after what they said they were going to go after, which is the Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah, I think that would be a good fit for that duo, especially right now. Um, with uh, Sami Zayn defeating Jimmy Uso and then the post-match theatrics. I thought Jay Uso and Sami Zayn did a great job telling the story there. You know, Jay Uso feeling very conflicted still with Sami Zayn coming into the bloodline and using them. And, you know, Sami Zayn telling the story, trying to tell the story, hey, Roman's been using you guys. Get your heads together, think about it. And however, the Usos are staying loyal to the tribal chief and the bloodline. So, with Cody getting involved, though, I think that's where we're going to start seeing some problems because I don't think they should have Cody focus on anything else but Roman Reigns. And now they're taking that attention away. It could set up Cody for some vulnerability at his uh, main event match there at WrestleMania. With the SmackDown, we see the Usos arrive and Paul Heyman's trying to kiss up to Jay. And again, you see Jay give that stare down, still looking conflicted. And giving Paul Heyman the message, hey, I'm right here. You tell the tribal chief if he's looking for me. He knows where to find me now. The Intercontinental number one contenders match just <sighs> I I'm a lot I'm with the fans when both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre won that match. Just make it a goddamn triple threat match. Don't don't waste your time making a number one contender match because Gunther wants a challenger, not challengers. I actually did have to give Gunther a good a kudos on that segment, talking to Adam Pierce about that. So, um, Rey Mysterio being inducted in the 2023 class, eh, class Hall of Fame. Great move for WWE. I think we all saw that coming. I still feel we're going to get the retirement match from Rey and Dom at this year's WrestleMania with Dom getting the victory and retiring his father. Um, however, the news is, is, and I don't know if anybody else has heard it, it sounds like Rey Mysterio has chosen Conan to induct him in the Hall of Fame, which that would be very awesome. I believe WWE actually did uh, go with Rey's request, and if that's the case, then I'm looking forward to seeing K-Dog on the Hall of Fame stage there to induct his... Long-time friend. Carlos is going to be in the background. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
Heather, did you hear that rumor by chance? Yes, I did. Somebody um, tweeted it, and then he read Conan retweeted it. So yeah, it's true. Okay, so I'm sure that got Heather going too. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to hear Carlos's uh, reaction to that. Um, the Judgment Day defeating Legado del Fantasma. I love the fact, like Heather mentioned earlier, I love it that Legado is still showing a high respect for Rey Mysterio's legacy. I just wish somebody would just smack the shit out of Dom like Heather would say. I think Heather's starting to rub off on me, actually. So, But yeah, someone, yeah. someone, someone just beat Dom's ass, will you, finally? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Omos I'll versus Dom. Yeah, well, we know you'll do it. That's what we're worried about. <laughs> we still want the kid to survive for hell's sakes. Uh, in fact, why, why don't you just have NWO machine go kick his ass? Okay, yeah, he can do it. <laughs> I'll be cheering in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um. Yeah, uh, Viking Raiders defeating Braun Strowman and Ricochet. I don't think I made that in. I don't think I read that in the results, did I? Yeah, you did. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I must have been. You, you read it. You just mentioned Strowman and not Ricochet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my fault. But um, yeah, I thought the Viking Raiders are back to being on the right path in the winning circle again. I just don't like the way they've been booked so far. They. They repackage them to be these monster heels, and then all of a sudden they turn them into wimps, kind of like what uh, Disney did to the Avengers there. <laughs> you know? I, I think the Viking Raiders have got a good gimmick. The Valhalla deal, though, kind of still baffles me. I mean, I know it's Sarah Logan supporting her husband, Eric, there. But, yeah, I think the Viking Raiders could do without that little bit or have Valhalla be kind of a different type of role for those guys. And Charlotte Flair defeating Shotzi didn't think the match really was necessary. I know Charlotte wanted a match with a viable contender or competitor. Not saying Shotzi wasn't viable, but I think it would have been better if Charlotte took on a heel than a face for sure, because you got Rhea playing the heel. You might as well just keep the heel going against the face. And I think maybe that's probably what kind of threw the fans off, too, because you got a lot of fans that support Shotzi like crazy. And then we see the end segment where Cody and Sami Zayn fight off, or brawl it out with the Usos, which, again, I think the focus of having Cody... Help Zayn out might make it a little more vulnerable for his main event match for WrestleMania. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. Maybe it'll be the part where maybe Cody is the one who ends up reuniting Zayn and Owens together to take on the undisputed tag team champions at WrestleMania. My thoughts as far as Roadblock, I thought overall it was a really good event. The jail hell straight fight. I have to give kudos to actually Channing Stakes. Ah, Chuni. Jesus, I can't talk. Stacks. Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Sorry, Stacks. 
I I thought he was a real important part of that whole match, showing his loyalty to the Dawn and showing they definitely are family. Dijak didn't really look bad taking the loss there either real at all. I thought both men gave it their all. They made each other look good. I think Dijak is still going to have a good future here as long as they don't do any more stupid shit with him. Um, as far as a Gallus and Pretty Deadly segment, I thought that was kind of bleh. Didn't really make Pretty Deadly look like they were <laughs> worthy contenders for the championships, but it looks like we're going to get that still, and more than likely it's going to happen at Stand and Deliver. Braun Breaker and <laughs> the Cree brothers defeating Jinder Mahal and Indusheer. I thought it was a decent match overall. I just didn't see where it was going after that. I mean, Creed Brothers are probably still going to feud with Indusheer, but the factor you got to look at is Jinder Mahal. And I don't know. I haven't been keeping tabs. I'm not sure if Roderick Strong's still with WWE or not. If he is, maybe he'll be making a surprise comeback and he'll be the one that evens that odd out with uh, Jinder Mahal. Um, Grayson Waller experience, I thought it was a good segment with him and Shawn Michaels going at it. And then out comes Johnny Gargano being the guy who's going to end up taking on Grayson Waller for stand and deliver. He's going to get his revenge after what Waller did when Johnny Gargano was saying his goodbye to the NXT universe. Gigi Dolan defeating JC Jane was... Kind of a real interesting one. I think the match could have been a little more aggressive between the two competitors. However, we know JC Jane's not going to be done with GG, especially after that post-match attack. Braun Breaker confronting Carmelo Hayes. That one for sure was a heartfelt story told right there between the two guys and their history of when they started here in NXT. And... <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a swig of water. I love the fact that they told their story how they started in NXT and were basically told they were the chosen ones. However, I think it's definitely time for Camilo Hayes to be that champion that NXT needs. Braun Breaker's been the champion way too long, and you can already see the fans are starting to give him the John Cena treatment. It's time to put a championship on a different person, and I think Carmelo Hayes should be the one that holds it for a little while and then makes his main roster debut. I think it's time for Braun Breaker to go up to the main roster, but they need to repackage him a little bit. I think they need to give him some type of different character change. In fact, I wouldn't. This is the one time where I, I know I've always said don't change their name if they're established, but. I think this is the one time I would love to see maybe Braun Breaker carry on his father's and uncle's last name, make him a Steiner in the main roster. Yeah, I actually want to see him go main roster, and actually I want to see him go heel. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad either, because, you know, that's how his father started, was a heel. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong with that, really. Um, Joe Gacy defeating Andre Chase. <laughs> it's, 
I don't have much thoughts on that other than it was cool to see Thea Hill finally break her fear of Ava Rain. But, yeah, I'm kind of with Duke Hudson on this. It's definitely time to kind of make this kind of a more serious and competitive faction here. Because they're not going to get anywhere if all they do is keep losing. It's Duke Hudson definitely needs something better. They're going to stick it out with Chase U. Make those guys win some more here. Wesley and Axiom have a little bit of a confrontation in the back where Axiom pretty much makes it very clear he wants a shot at that North American championship. However, I think we're going to see Axiom turn heel here. I I just, because, you know, Wesley basically said, hey, as long as you're that first one out there, you got the shot. And something tells me someone's going to interrupt Axiom again, and he's going to make that heel turn right then and there because he's getting tired of not getting his opportunity. The NXT Women's Championship, we've already talked about this. Uh, Roxanne Perez defeating Mako Satomaru. I loved the entire match. Sotomaro definitely gave her all to Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez took everything she had. Um, I just didn't like the ending with her passing out and needing to go on a stretcher because to me that shows maybe you're not really as strong of a champion as you are. And for to have that top title in the company, you got to be able to take almost everything and anything I think this is actually kind of getting to be more of a setup for maybe possibly a new champion to be in place. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think we're going to end up seeing Tiffany Stratton take that title from her. No? I'm I'm praying right now. (laughs) That they didn't put the championship on Tiffany Stratton? Yeah, she's just, she's not there yet. Well, I know I kind of missed talking about it, but Lyra Valkyria... Had an interesting promo earlier in the program where I think she was trying to challenge Mako if Mako was the one that came out the victor. Hmm. However, now that Mako didn't win, are we still going to see Make Valkyria challenge Mako? I don't know. Um, there's only a couple of people I think really deserve the shot at this point. Yeah, I. I don't know if Tiffany Stratton's really deserved it, but I, I kind of think at this point where how strong they've made her look now, I almost, yeah, I think it might actually end up being the right choice. It's our favorite time as usual. We're here to our top 10. And Heather, ladies first this week. Go ahead and start with your 10 and go up to one. Okay, for number 10, I put Reho. Number nine, Chad Gable. Number eight, Action Andretti. Number seven, Takesha. Number six, Wardlow. Number five, Top Flight and AR Fox. Number four, Sami Zayn. Number three, KO. Number two, Mako Satamora. And number one, I went ahead and put Roxanne Perez. 
All right. William? All right. I've got a few doubles on this one. All right. Uh, number 10, uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Number nine, the Creed Brothers and Braun. Number eight, Riho. Number seven, A.R. Fox. Number six, Wardlow. Number five, Viking Raiders. Number four, Brian Danielson and MJF. Number three, Jamie Hayter. Number two, Gigi Dolan. And number one, Moxley and Page. All right. My number 10, Tony D'Angelo. Number nine goes to John Cena. Eight, I'm kind of like there with you, Will. I did uh, Seamus and McIntyre. My number seven went to Wardlow. My number six, Riho. Number five went to Powerhouse Hobbs. Number four, Roxanne Perez. Number three, I kind of did a double. I gave it to both Sami Zayn and Jey Uso for their storytelling. Number two went to Hangman Adam Page. My number one went to the devil himself, MJF. And with that being said, our top tens are done. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I know we're going to do shout-outs, and we talked about it off-air already. But we'll double-check with her. Heather, did you have any shout-outs? Um, no, I mean, just the usual people that I shout out, um, they know who they are. Um, love you guys. And I'll just lots of love to everybody that listens. All right. William, you want to give any shout outs to anyone? It's going to be pretty short and sweet. Basically all of the fans, all the people listening and a big shout out to Carlos. We hope you get better real soon, bud. Definitely. We look forward to having Carlos, even though he can be a bit of a heel sometimes. But, yeah, Carlos, we hope you get better. Um, I do have a couple of shout-outs I want to give out there. I want to give one to Gil Mary Gomez. She's uh, one of our listeners out of Puerto Rico, and she's actually just informed me she's going to get to go to the Backlash pay-per-view and possibly the SmackDown before the pay-per-view there in Puerto Rico. So kudos to you, Gil Mary. I hope you have a fun time going to both those events. I know you'll have a blast, and hope you get to tweet out some of the your special moments at those events. Also, want to give a shout out to a brand new listener of ours, uh, coming from Libby, Montana, Kevin. Kevin, uh, thank you for listening to us. We hope you continuing to listen to us and many others out there. Big shout out to Ted the Hillbilly Hill, who's no longer on Twitter, but. Still one of our biggest favorites out there. Please go support the Hill Truth. He's got great weekly episodes coming out every, sometimes every Monday, but every once in a while on Tuesdays. So be sure to check him out. Same with Wrestling with the War, Austin Boyer's Wrestling World, Jim at Fan in the Van, 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Today we laughed and learned Chris and Deb, who do a great job, and Ken at the Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast, the crew at the Chime In Podcast, 
and Films and Fermentation podcast. Give all of them a listen here and there if you can. Great podcasts and also great individuals. Thank you to Lipson for hosting this podcast and providing it to every available audio platform. Go visit our website at www.wrestlingfansinsight.com. Insight, of course, spelled I-N-C-I-T-E. And we are available on GoodPods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Ghana, YouTube, and much more. If you like our podcast and want to be notified of our latest releases, please subscribe on our page, TheWrestlingFansInsight.com, or whichever audio platform you listen on. While you're at it, if it's possible, please give us a five-star rating and review. We'd be happy to read your review on future recordings. You can also follow us and interact with us on Twitter. William, you want to give your handle? It's at William, H-O-P-P-E, 8. Heather? It's at Bamagirl underscore the number four underscore EVA. Bamagirl girl forever. Bro Todd, bitches. Hey, she remembered. <laughs> All right. And I want to give a special couple out there. One, our YouTube specialist, the Brian Adkins, Brian with a Y. Be sure to check out Brian's YouTube channel, The Tap Out Talk, where he does excellent reviews on all premium live events and pay-per-views. And even though he's not with us this week, be sure to follow Carlos on both of his Twitter handles. His nonprofit is at ConquerTheKno, and his personal is at C to the LOS 77. And you can also reach me on Twitter. Both my handles at WF Insight Podcast. My personal is at John J O H N WF Insight. And if you're on Facebook, look for our group at the Fans of Pro Wrestling. Lastly, if you'd like to leave us a text message or video, uh, sorry, not video, but audio feedback on our voicemail, our number is one three eight five three six seven four seven seven two. We hope you enjoyed this week's programming, and we'll be back next Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Twitter Space. Be safe, be kind, and have a great week, everyone. <laughs>